Hey guys, what's up? I'm Kelly Lindiangelo, your dungeon master. I would love for you guys to use the hashtag, hashtag GGG broadcast to offer up a name of an NPC. And also maybe in this tweet, uh, give us a line to describe what kind of NPC you want to offer up and you just might see them in this story. Rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome to Girls Guts Glory. The Broadcast. Previously on The Broadcast. Wonderful, I can't wait to wash my face in that. Kovald was supposed to be my prom date. I'm short, I want to be tall. Maybe, maybe, hard, hard maybe, hard maybe. You You are smiling, kind of sweating, not looking good, but you have no idea as the rest of your friends here all turn around. Uh, Farouk, you're kind of getting this chill down your spine. You're kind of feeling not great uh, right away, but looking at Huck and how this thing has hit or affected him as quickly as it did, it's a little alarming. So Huck, you suddenly get real tired. There's like a moment where you don't really know what's going on, so you actually do take a hit of a level of exhaustion and you're not feeling really good right now. Y'all, I think I might puke. You don't look ravishing. Yeah, I think I might puke. Uh, Celine? Do it in the direction, not towards me. Turn around. Oh, Do you have anything that might help this? I, perhaps I can try. I'd like to make a medicine check on him. Please do. I don't like this place anymore. (laughs) Six. I will make a medicine check, too. Okay, sounds good. So the two of you guys are looking. I'm only going to give you all two checks on that as you're trying to investigate and understand what's Seven. Oh. You, the, the, the scent in this area is so overwhelming, and Huck looks so sick that you guys don't want to get too close to Huck right now. Like, you, you think that this thing can get contracted or can spread. Not looking good. You can already see this kind of really, really weird look around Huck's mouth, but you can see that it's spreading quite rapidly. doesn't look good. I run to him and cast Lesser Restoration. Okay, you take a moment. Lesser Restoration. Listen, if this doesn't help me, one of you has got to take a look. I don't want him to get sick. You take a moment, you put your hand on Huck's back, and you can feel this spell um, kind of trickle through. There's this moment where you're not certain if it'll lift whatever this sort of illness is, but you can feel and tell as you touch the back of Huck, you almost see like that putrid sort of uh, glisten from the top of his face, that sort of sweat break, and you can see that the face and the mouth, the the uh, green and yellow and black kind of pull away and dance into your hand as your hand hits the edge of it, and you kind of collect it in your hand, and then with, with the final push of your lesser restoration, kind of dissolve it. Huck, you're feeling much better. Oh, thank you. That was disgusting. Uh-huh, you're telling me. But you're welcome. Thank you. You're an angel. I guess you could say that. Literally, but also figuratively. Let's get out of here. Yeah, I don't want to be here anymore. (laughs) Drizilda's still been holding her breath. (laughs) Are you okay? Yeah, I feel better. We should go before you faint. We should, let's book it. 
Yes, but uh, just so you know, you're still feeling a little exhausted. Though the, the 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 kind of grossness was lifted off you, you're still currently not feeling great, which means you do have disadvantage on your ability checks until you have a long rest. Okay. So you're not feeling 100%, but you're making your way through. Do I still have that level of exhaustion? Yes, always. Okay. Yeah, until you sleep it off. Okay. Um, so you guys make your way through this tunnel, continue to walk through past that kind of warmed area, an area you're assuming, Starla, that maybe some lava nearby has kind of started to turn over and which thus caused this sort of natural sort of um, uh, environment. Can I have you roll a nature check as you're making your way through to try to understand a little bit more about what could be happening? 19. Okay, yeah. You, besides everything I just said there, you have a feeling at some point there will be a break. The earth was getting too hot around here. It was getting too warm. This main sort of tunnel to anything upstairs at some point might eventually become just straight up molten lava. So you think that you might need to eventually try to find a secondary way to get up rather than be creating mm-hmm. a new one or finding another tunnel. So, uh, so it's not looking too great. Uh, we have to keep an eye out for a break off. Otherwise, uh, it might get real lava-y in here. So... <laughs> didn't say anything about lava before. Yes, I did. I definitely mentioned volcanic stuff. <laughs> Still covered in poo for <laughs> you kind of nod your head slowly um, as you guys make your way through this tunnel. Uh, Starless, since you're leading the pack, can I have you roll a survival check to try to get yourself and your friends here into a area in the general, general direction of the school? 15. Okay. You wind around, you know the area here pretty well. There's a couple of times that you swear you hear maybe some sort of stirring, rather that be a natural creature that has found home here, and you kind of avoid those paths. Um, it's been a little bit of time in terms of when you've used some of these tunnels, um, and you're trying to avoid locations that could pre- uh, could be a, a little bit more dangerous. Some of your friends here don't maybe necessarily have the ability to climb through very small holes that you've been able to climb through. Uh, you kind of have to take the main sewer pipes because you're, you're tinier, so mm-hmm. you're able to get through the smaller holes. Um, so now you're trying to bring the whole party, you walk through the main sewer line, which you know is going to lead most likely into, and you have two uh, two separate directions you can go in um, as you hit this main sort of sewer path. Um, now, thankfully, it's no longer as hot once you get a little bit closer to the top here. Um, everything's caked over once more. You're not walking through muck. It was only about a stretch of a minute of that that you had to walk through, but enough that it was disturbing and uh, had done its damage. Um, but as you guys are kind of making your way through, there's a, a once more a split. Uh, you know in this area here, um, in the tunnels, you could take a right-hand side <clears throat> and go to the main hall, the main dining hall of the school, that place where people eat. And uh, it's mostly in the dining area of the kitchenette. You essentially know this particular sewer line comes up in the ground where all of the busyness is, where they're cooking and preparing foods and meals. And this is actually like an active sewer grate that's used. So usually at the bottom, there's a lot of schlepped over uh, uh, sort of uh, rotten foods and kind of mush and mash that kind of leads and trickles down to the other end. So a fresher tunnel, the actual sewers that are used. But you're using the old ones where mm-hmm. there's a higher slope. So you know there's one to the right-hand side that's going to lead you in that direction. To the left-hand side from here, you know that this is going to lead most 
most likely to the main courtyard. So um, in the center of the school, there's kind of uh, a sewer grate right in the middle, smack dab in the middle of the courtyard, but you definitely know that's guarded almost at all times of the day. There's several uh, guards and there's four main towers that oversee this courtyard. That's your dorms. Um, and you guys would know this as well. The hedges and the beautiful kind of courtyard and quad per se, you could call it, um, it would lead to there. Um, I'll let them know. Okay, you pass along this information. Uh, so we got two options. One, uh, well actually, you aren't really gonna lack either. Uh, there's one that takes us to the really guarded courtyard, and then there's the other one that takes us into the kitchen. Kitchen! Yeah, I, I would say kitchen. We might have to step on some rotten food. I prefer rotten food to guards. As do I, but I just thought I would let the more delicate ladies know. (sighs) Okay, so uh, Drusilda's let out her breath. Mm -hmm. It's slightly less stinky now. (laughs) After what we've just been through, I can't see how rotten food could be much worse than poop and whatever from roots that's covered in your poor feathers. I know, it's a complete disaster. Darling, I will just give you a shampoo if you like. Well, yes, but probably not now. (laughs) <laughs> well, if the kitchen's empty, we can wash off in the sinks. Well, then let's go there. All right, let's do that. All right. So you guys take a moment as you're winding through. You follow Starla for a little bit longer. This is actually a hard incline. You guys, it's all the way up to the top of the mountain here. So you guys have a walk. From the area that got had gotten warm, which was no more than a, a couple minutes walk away from the area you had left in the catacombs, you guys have been doing almost nothing but a steep incline as you're making your way up. Um, it's pretty heavy on the on the quads there as you're trying to make your way up and the, uh, the hamstrings, so I need everybody to just please roll a general athletics check. I thought this was going to be close to climbing trees for me, but... 22. Okay. 12. I'm going to use um, my favorite by the gods for this one. <laughs> okay, oh. so so can you describe to me how you use favorite by the gods, what you rolled, why this happens? I would love to know the story behind it. Oh, I'm lucky. So, <laughs> dang it, I'm lucky too, and I didn't even. I can reroll once, but I took that one. It's all right. We can't we can't yeah, no. take it, but don't forget. I I'm not gonna wreck on that. Yeah, it's good. That's my fault. Oh, this is um, <laughs> fail a saving throw. Failing a saving throw? Is this a saving throw? And this yes. is an ability check. This is an ability check. Yes. So this, I cannot be favored by the gods. It's for saving throws or um, attack rolls. Okay. So there's a moment you look to your gods and you, you pray and you realize, unfortunately, <laughs> they're not here right now <laughs> to knock on your door. It is just a seven then. Okay. Fifteen. Oh, me too. Okay. Everyone who rolled above a 12. 12. You have feel like you're doing okay. You feel like you're able to move. You feel like you're able to get those legs kind of going. It's a stamina. Wait, like it's 12 and up or 12 and 12 under? 12 and up. So you okay. are okay. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, but you can definitely tell like you're exhausted. I mean, this is extraneous and this is like mountain climbing essentially uh, in some areas. You have to really be okay with very steep inclines. Celine, this is strength isn't your thing. You know, that's. I'm just so tired, and I and I had to take away the disease from her. Well, I'm very strong and athletic, so I see that Selene is struggling, and so I pick her up and put her on my back. Unfortunately, it's a bit sticky up there, but... This is why you are my best friend, Farut. 
Even so, as Farood has helped you, you trying to go alone does give you a level of exhaustion as well, uh, which means you will have disadvantage on ability checks, and exhaustion can only be removed by things like sleeping over a certain amount of time. So you have to sleep a full long rest in order to get back and remove a level of exhaustion. So there's a couple of you guys feeling not too great. Uh, a couple of you guys moving a little bit slower, feeling not 100% great. Uh, you're actually not moving slower. That's the next level of exhaustion. Uh, that's a little bit later. But um, <laughs> you guys are just not feeling 100%. Um, but thankfully, even with all of that and the steep incline, you do finally make it to that grate that you're looking for, Starla. Right above you, no light source except for the light that I'm um, I, I'm assuming, Celine, you've been keeping on since these tunnels are incredibly dark. And for anybody to see down here, you're going to need some sort of light source. Um, and as Celine kind of uh, is glowing off Ruth's back as you guys are all walking through this kind of lens of light, um, you do stumble and see at the edge of your vision, Starla, this, oh, this grate is right here and you can smell. You can smell it when you're about no more than 60 feet away. Lots of rotten food. Yeah, that, that'll be the rotten food. That was not so bad. Ugh. I smelled worse on the farm. Porridge Listen, day. Listen, there was this one time with a cow, and no, I won't tell that story now. That's inappropriate. <laughs> you do know, too, that the sewer grate is probably on their heart. Like, you haven't tried to come out of this one, so you're going to need somebody mm -hmm. to go up there stand over the food or stand to, you know, and just try to turn that thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's probably sticky with a lot of years of caked over stuff. Well, if anyone's stronger than I am, uh, you might want to give it a go. Fruit, if you don't mind. Sure. Plus you got that height. Yeah, so as you guys approach this though, everybody nearby, I need another constitution saving throw, please. <laughs> oh. Is this, am I, I'm not, am I on disadvantage? This is only for ability check, so yes, that would actually be a disadvantage for both Huck and... So what am I rolling for? Strength? Constitution saving throw. Oh, I am too, okay. Now I will pray to my gods. <laughs> <laughs> this is a disadvantage. Yeah, because this is an actual saving, oh wait, no, no, wait. This is a saving throw, so you do not have disadvantage. Oh, good. Thank you. I read that incorrectly. I'm a little tired. I choked up and spewed. We'll talk about it that's later. That's good, because the second uh, one I rolled the two. I rolled Well, then that's better. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay, 17. So 17 for you. 21. 21. 19. 19. 7. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Drusilda? 5. Okay. Ew. I was trying to see, can I... Sensory points to re-roll. <laughs> Can I give I her guidance? So. I would say that it was it's a little bit uh, past the fact. I think that you guys were all approaching it and getting ready to kind of brace it. And just were kind of ready to get up into a fresh air, into a real place, and just didn't even think about it as you started walking forward. Um, but, so with a seven and with a, a five, um, the two of you guys, you guys were able to withstand that scent gosh this this is different Whoop. this is bugs and flies and a dance of meat and vegetables <laughs> and fruit and it's a concoction of all the things all the things in some sort of hot steamy acidic sulfuric sulfuric scent this reminds me of that time i had to clean the king's poop off of oh. his golden it toilet it feels a little bit like your eyelashes are getting oh. off your face 
burnt off my face? Yeah, like the this like my eyelashes. Like it's that sort of smell. Oh, oh okay, okay. Not really, oh. but it's yeah. That. So as that's happening, the two of you guys also get hit with this really horrific chill down your bodies. This scent of almost feeling like you want to throw up. Fruit, you're really not feeling good. Like there is a cough you feel like is coming on as well as a chill down your spine. There's two things dancing now. You just feel like you have a cough, but that's developing. But the two of you don't feel very good right now. Drazil, are you okay? Ugh, just get me the fuck out of here. I am going to, thinking it is similar to what happened to mm-hmm. Huckle, I am going to um, cast Lesser Restoration on my sister, and I'm going to expel some sorcery points to twin that spell for Farut as well. Okay, so you take a moment and you put your hand on the back of Drusilda. Now this is a weird one. When you put your hand on her back, feeling like there's a cough developing, like she's not good, you can feel like you're you're kind of pulsing this energy away, and it's red, dancing with like black pockets, almost like pockets and pinpoints. It's little like spots of black mixing with red as your hand is kind of pulling away, maybe a pox of some sort. So you're really getting it out of your hand and dissipate it. And fruit as well. As you do with fruit, you put your hand on fruit's back, you feel a dance of two. Like there's two competing diseases in fruit right now, and you can only remove one as you're trying to choose. <laughs> Whichever one feels worse to me. Um, the one that Huck had feels very strong, so you take a moment as you're able to kind of pull it out of Fruit's back and dissipate it, but you know there's a second one in there still. But I feel a little better. Maybe if I just pop, is there a sink nearby? In the kitchen, you definitely know there's one. Yeah, if we can, if you can get the grate open. Does anyone have Mage Hand? Did anyone learn Mage Hand? Well, I can't do the magics. <laughs> Neither can I. Oh, Levy, we're here. I mean, <coughs> I can just try to um, use my talents. Yeah, sounds good. And so you kind of latch up. I climb put, up. Put, yeah, put both feet on the side. I mean, it's not too far away. It's about six feet up, and you're pretty tall. I'm going to give him guidance. All right, so you take a moment, pop in some of that healing. Uh, some of that uh, energy and, and, and light into Fruit's back as you feel a bit stronger, like you can try to really get this crate opened. So just make a strength check, please. Strength. What? <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then this. If you need to. I mean, do I need to? Sure, why not? 318. That's going to be. Um. 19. Yeah, you're able to latch your talons onto either side, take a moment, it moves about a quarter of an inch the first tug. You do it again, you kind of get another inch or two, and slowly but surely, as there's like crusts of whatever the heck it is that held this thing together for so long, kind of breaks apart the shatter, the shatters, uh, excuse me, the fragments of it kind of uh, black and caked falling on any side. You guys all take a step away because it's a solid three foot, uh, uh, three, uh, three foot kind of circle that uh, fruit here is kind of breaking off. So you're able to stand in the center where there's not as much damage, but on the edges, y'all just see crap falling everywhere. <laughs> as you can kind of slam that sewer grate uh, over to the side, and it's open above you. 
Alright, let's go. We're, we're a little short. Could somebody give us a boost? I lift them. Thank up you. One at a time. Well, thank you for not thank too you high above you. You're able to just kind of place your hands above you and kind of give them a, a lift off the foot. Uh, one by one, you guys begin to tumble inside. Who's the first person who's going into the kitchen? Um, I'll go first. Okay. Uh, as you're going, I need you to make uh, both a stealth check and a perception check as you're just getting the terrain. Be hot on her heels. Mm-hmm. Well, for stealth, that'd be a nine. Okay. Starla. Perception is a natural 20. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so what happens is this. You kind of like not so quietly like flop into the kitchen. Uh, But as you do that, you can realize you there's definitely somebody still working late as you kind of made this. And you can hear very quickly uh, like, who goes there? Uh, Very, very quick. But right away with a 20 perception, you know exactly who this is. You've heard this voice before. You know, you know what they do here. You know, you, 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 you've sat around and sometimes gotten some good, uh, some good food from just the actual great things falling. I mean, there's some great A food here. All these people here have gotten like top cuisine. You know, for for years that they've attended this school. So there's a moment you know exactly who this is. Um, this is Mr. Buttercup. Mr. Buttercup. <laughs> Mr. Buttercup is what he calls himself. At least you don't know if that's his real name. It's a gnome. Uh, the kitchen gnome. The head. Sous chef. Um, you Are know. he and I like friends? No. Oh, okay. Definitely not. All right. Good to know. Definitely <laughs> not. And if he ever, like, he's very pretentious and, like, like, like shouts a lot to all of his sous chefs, like, is really into the, like, grandiose kind of environment. Uh, he's very, he feeds into it. He feeds into the fact that he is the Michelin star chef of this school. Um, but you also know he has, um, he has sometimes people work very late and he has not yet spotted you. Um, it seems like the moment you kind of flop on me, you look, he's working very late at night on his menu for the next day. So you kind of are able to gauge all of this very quickly. You can tell he's prepping some food nearby. He's tasting very small, small sort of um, appetizers he's laid out. Um, he seems like he's in the throes of his work, but definitely knows somebody's in here. And would I know the names of all the other chefs that used to be working there? Oh, that's a good question. How about you roll a history check to try to remember right now? Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Seven. Seven? (laughs) No, but try to make up a name and we can see what happens. (laughs) It's, uh... It's... It's Tilly. What? Who... What's what name? I didn't. Uh, uh, yeah. You're ruining my process, nobody. Get back to work, and I'll see you in the morning. Yes. Yes. Good. Now be gone. And in the first first thing in the morning too, I'll make sure that you're on the the, the longest shift, Telly. Sounds <laughs> very fair, Chef. Roll a deception check too, and see if this pays <laughs> off. 19. All right. 18. You think think that he buys what you're saying? You think he's into it? He's not questioning it? He's not walking around? Nothing's raised. So, what do you do? Do you kind of pop your head back down as Huck Huck also pops up? Huck, I need you to roll a stealth check because you're like hot on the heels. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay, that's a 12. A 12? Okay. Yeah, you kind of like, like also jump back up, and then you 
you just essentially think everything's fine because you can hear that Sarah talking. Um, but as you had hop into there, you hear a moment that there's a... Oh, no. Who else is here? Oh, no, that was just me again. Sorry. I fell. Okay. <laughs> he just gets <laughs> it does work. Like, he's not busy at all. But the two of you guys now realizing someone's working very late in the kitchen uh, kind of look at one another. Starla's just going to put her fingers up to her up to her lips like, shh. And she's going to peek her head down into the hole and do the exact same thing. Just fingers to the lips. Shh. I'll say that the three of you, having heard that voice, you guys know who this is. Mr. Buttercup is the chef of this place. The, no, the most revered gnome chef of all Forgotten Realms. Mr. Buttercup is now canon, thank you. <laughs> and he is a piece of work. But the more you stroke his ego, if something goes wrong, well, he's oftentimes okay with that. So knowing just that from actually working and being at the school, the three of you guys, can I please have you roll a stealth check as you're trying to make your way up? I am at disadvantage. You are, for ability checks. 10. Okay. 21. All right. 16. Okay, Fruit, Duzilla, you guys feel like you guys get up fine without any sort of stirring. You guys walk up, you see the two of your friends here saying, quiet, quiet, quiet. You make your way around one of the um, uh, prep tables, and you're able to kind of push yourself against the back, not too far away from what looks like what might be an exit, not far, but you're not trying to stir up too much trouble. You're waiting for Celine to come out of that hole. So, Celine, you kind of flop on to it, very tired, and then you hear a, you are here too. Are you trying to steal my recipes? No. And he takes a moment he kind of slams his book shut. shut are you Mr. Buttercup? The famous Mr. Buttercup? So what? So here's the thing. So there's a prep table that he's working on the desk aside. He hasn't looked around or walked around the prep table to see who's there. Do you walk around the edge and kind of like make yourself seen so he knows who it is? Yes. Okay, so you kind of pull to the left and draw your arm out as you grace the the, the kind of silvery table, uh, silvery stone, as you pop your hand on this kind of uh, fine marble, this fine granite, you turn towards him as he kind of slams his book shut. It's about to stand up. He pushes his chair back and turns to the left as you do this. And he goes, I bat my eyelashes. Are you Mr. Buttercup, the famous chef? I am the famous chef, Mr. Buttercup. Who are you I am so to be in my kitchen? I am so sorry to disturb you, but I just wished that perhaps I could catch a glimpse of this famous Mr. Buttercup. I have tasted your food, and it is the best food in the entire world. Mm. I want you to roll a persuasion check, but don't forget it's going to be with disadvantage because you're exhausted. Huck is going to ready his crossbow and aim it at one of the pans that's up on the wall just in case we need a distraction. Okay. 17. With a disadvantage? The other was a natural 20. Oh! oh. It hurts, but does it? So there's a moment. <laughs> you kind of see him like very, and this gnome is animated. I'm talking big black mustache that's curved. Um, 
big eyes, huge hat. Um, definitely, like, almost a hat that's double the size of his body. He's short. He's, like, two and a half, three feet tall. So this hat is huge. Makes itself known. You could see the hat from, from over the table that you guys are all at. Um, he has this kind of coiffed hair, to cover, like a comb-over to kind of hide the, uh, the, the receding hairline. Um, and is wearing just the finest-looking, like, chef wear. As he kind of turns towards you, he's got this little cherry red nose. And he goes, well... <laughs> I often don't like when strangers come in. They steal my ideas, you see. They steal my menus. I've had competitors and people in to, to evaluate and learn my lessons, and they all stole from me. But you know what? I'm comfortable enough in my understanding of who I am to allow you to come and taste what I'm going to make tomorrow. So he kind of puts his hand behind your back and kind of glides you forward to these three small little plates that have been created. As he glides me forward, I kind of <laughs> tell the other girls to like move along with my hand. Have you got two boys in the party too? Oh yes. <laughs> the two boys and the two girls to move along. Very distracted right now as he's talking, kind of Celine's ear off. The rest of you guys are able. But Drusilda stops and lingers to, to watch, to like keep an eye on her sister. Sounds good. So you kind of like hidden, your... but like moved in the direction of everyone else. She was on the tail end, but she's like hiding somewhere, but does not take her eyes off Celine. Sounds good. So you kind of press yourself against the hallway that leads into the main exit, the main dining hall that isn't too far away from here. Um, the rest of you guys are making your way through the main exit, have to slowly open that door and kind of one by one walk into the dining hall to not create the kind of creak of the door that's going to occur. But as this is happening and you're watching not far away with Celine, uh, Mr. Buttercup kind of puts his hand against your back and he goes, I'm going to have three courses <laughs> because that's what everyone does. And am I? And he takes a moment and you see him open like this drawer nearby and put another thing on the table that you didn't even see. He goes, this is a four course meal. <laughs> a four course meal? And a four course meal. Ooh. <laughs> Thank you. Eat. Okay. What do I have in front of me? It all looks amazing. The first one is a framboise cherry turnip parsnip soup. Ooh, that is delightful. The next. Yes? What is, is it? The appetizer. It's delightful, the only word you have though for the pre-appetizer, that's what we're calling it. It is delightful and luscious and sensual. Oh, fantastic. Exactly what you just need. <laughs> Nothing like a sensual soup, am I right? Sensual soup. Pervy school chef. <laughs> Mr. Buttercup's sensual, sensual soup. Yeah. The second one, you kind of turns you towards it. It looks like a, a finely uh, cracked pastry. And he goes, this one is something I want you to taste. And tell me if you know, because if I know, then I've done a good job. Okay. That's not how you eat it. As you pick it up slowly, he goes, you smash your head into it and you eat it with one bite. Oh, pardon me. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you go down, you put your head into it. So I want you to roll a, uh, this can be your choice. You can have it be a nature or um, 
It can be an, uh, we can even make it a medicine check to try to understand what this is. At disadvantage? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, you tell me what you think it is. Mmm, this is a delicious pastry of eggplant and creme fraiche and Gruyere cheese and perhaps some thyme. Oh, the time is in there. Yeah, the time is in there. That's it. They're tasting all the wrong things. I am but a humble. You're tasting all the wrong things. All of them. All of them. As he takes a moment and his hands kind of hit the table, he begins to cry. Very openly cry. You have to understand, I am but a lowly peasant who does does not get to taste such wonderful things. never get to eat my food. Drisilda takes off her high-heeled boots and makes her hair messy to look like she just woke up from bed. Okay. Maybe. And she walks in. Oh, good, you're here. I woke up in the middle of the night with such an urge for one of your fabulous fried egg sandwiches. Oh, do you have any of that French butter? (laughs) Roll a... Oh, hello. (laughs) Roll a persuasion check. I'm going to give it with disadvantage because he wasn't expecting another person to come in. Okay. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, 22. 22 with disadvantage. Yeah. At a six. Uh, uh, wait, no. No. Uh, 18. No, it's not, still not too bad. Yeah. Um, so there's a moment he goes, what's with all these people in my kitchen tonight? And he kind of looks and he goes, I don't make anybody food in the middle of the night. I am the chef here. But oh. in the morning, if you wish to have a fried egg sandwich, you can ask Tilly, whatever the hell that name is, to make you but one at this point. Darling, I have cramps. I have an urge, you see. Does he notice that we look very similar? He's like looking at the two of you guys like curiously, but not that curiously. <laughs> He's getting animated. He's getting angry that you would insult his ability to, uh, to to make a meager sandwich of your request and he goes he looks to you there's this kind of you know strength in his teeth and this this he goes do you think of me as nobody here oh, i am mr buttercup whoever you are and you have it in your mind that i am going to be your simple servant you if you attend the school you should have people who are going to feed you promptly i am the one who makes the menu Just- it is apparently really bad And he just like goes back and he starts to cry over the appetizer. Perhaps we should take this moment to leave. Yeah, uh, Drizilda (laughs) turns around and takes Celine's shoulders and just like leaves, quietly like leaves him sobbing sobbing over his appetizer. And Drizilda picks up her shoes (laughs) and takes them away. And perhaps, is he looking at all at his food? He's very sad. He's very upset. He's like he's like hitting the appetizer, t- like the plate, and it's like bouncing. And he's just like openly weeping. Like he's having a uh, breakdown. Can I sneak the dessert with me? <laughs> Sleight of hand. Oh no! I'm at disadvantage. Sleight of hand. No. Oh no! Why did I try this? Because <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> I do not. What did you roll? Five. Yeah, you take a moment as you try to sneak the dessert and you're doing it so subtly that the plate just comes down and it crashes. As he takes a moment, he looks up from his whoop and he goes, why did you do that? I'm running at this point. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> so there's a moment you're just like, oh shit, and you just begin to run. He goes, wait, wait, is it, do you not like me so much? You want to eat the dessert? As you kind of just start to run. Um, as you begin to run out, uh, you can hear him weeping again, thinking that that was trying to insult his, his cuisine. Um, so as you guys make your way out, you push into the main hallway, trying to catch your breath, seeing that he's not on your tail right now or asking too many questions right now in his emotional state. So you guys are all in the hall together. Well, how does that go, girls? I got some food. Was the soup really that good? Oh my god, it was delightful. It looked so a sensual soup. It was every bit as sensual and luscious as I described. Oh. <laughs> so, all right. So are in the main dining hall right now. Um, from the main section, you guys know that this breaks out to any of the main halls that you're trying to get to in school. Like, you're not far away from the epicenter of it all. There's every classroom around here. The second floor is mostly denoted to, um, for the teacher's room. So if you're trying to go into the teacher's room, you're going to have to get to the next floor. There's a bunch of main staircases when you head out the main dining hall. There's one on the left, and there's one on the right. And then there's, like, main hallways. So the first floor is pretty much all classes, all classes, all activities. Um, second floor, a lot of professors' offices. Um, there's a couple of more esteemed classrooms that are up there if you try to get to the second floor. Um, but you guys also know that if you hit through the main door and then push from the main door, from the main door, so there's like a hallway, then a secondary main door, that's going to lead out to the courtyard. So, Starla, do you know how to get to Professor Adewald's office? Um, yeah, I think I do. Can I just say, your school is awful fancy. This is the first time I've been in here. It's real nice. This is what we're used to. Oh, it's like a castle! Yeah, the main hall is gorgeous. It looks like it could seat up to 500 students at any one given time, um, though the meals are in rounds. Um, you guys know that the school, your high school in particular, has thousands of people who attended, almost 5,000 kids. It's a very, very, very big school. Um, the most, Again, the most revered one, the largest one, and pretty much all of the uh, Sword Coast. Um, as you guys are here, um, you also can see that there's just beautiful lights, glimmering lights, so almost um, like speckled around because you guys know that there is almost written calligraphy of all different recipes and herbs and spices that illuminate the hall. Um, this is a dining hall that's literally lit by some sort of magics uh, within the stonework itself. So it's very, very beautiful. Um, and it's almost, uh, almost cathedral-like. There are huge windows, just scale high all the way up. So it's very, very pretty hall. I know where Professor Adderwald's office is. Oh yeah, because you were being held there. That makes sense. Well, yes. And also I just have, um, I'm very good with directions, I think I mentioned. Um, but I believe it's this way. Okay, so begin to make your way out directly to the left, just trying to pick up where to go. Can I have you make a survival check as you're navigating the halls? Uh, do you want me to, can I help with that? Um, I'm gonna say that Ooh, once you're in the main area, 20. Nat oh. 20, nice, nat 20's good. Never mind. I would no. say that you get a, <laughs> you, you're better at navigating things like the sewers or the mm -hmm. grates, uh, but once you're in the physical territory, you don't, you didn't walk around the halls. You didn't pretend to always be a student. You were kind of peppered in corners and were following people or listening in order to get mm -hmm. in and watch classes from a distance. Um, There's only a couple of select times that you had made yourself physically into the school. Um, but as you are trying to understand this, you know exactly where to go. Um, there were a couple times that you had passed his uh, his main office, just trying to get to some other schools. Uh, aviation is not too far away. Uh, main courtyard, you guys would take off from the third floor and do some aerial training. Um, so 
You make your way up to the left, up the main hall to the second floor. Um, once you hit up the main hallway, you kind of go out down this main stretch on your left-hand side. Continue to walk, continue to walk as you hit a right-hand corner. Turn right, turn right, turn right. There's a moment that you think, or at least you suspect, you're getting close. This is a very windy hall. There's a lot of uh, classrooms here, not classrooms, excuse me, there's a lot of offices here, a lot of plaques, a lot of potential people too perusing the hall, but you can see from the distance, uh, the second floor looks out to the open courtyard. It's it's a very pretty second floor here. Um, you can pretty much get an aerial view of the courtyard and sound is also a thing. So you can see in the courtyard there's guards. So I need you and everybody else to roll a stealth check as you're making your way through. Oh, disadvantage. Oh, okay. That's fine. 19. Hmm? I rolled a 1, because I'm lucky. I re-rolled it, and I got another 1. Oh, <laughs> no. man, that's meant to be. Okay. 18. 18. 9. 17, even with disadvantage. That's pretty damn good. I know. So as you guys are making your way down the hall, you're following Prude the best you can. Um, it's not too loud, all things considered, until you hit the right-hand corner, getting into the hallway that you believe is the office of Professor Adewald. Starla, you're kind of derping around, a little confused about where to go. You're staying behind a bit. And there's a moment that down the main stretch of hallway, it seems like you guys had perfectly hit against the, uh, the watch of one of the guards on the second floor. As he turns the corner, there's a moment that the light illuminates the hall and he looks all the way down it and he sees and makes eye contact with you. As he does so, there's a glint of recognition. He goes, the thing that everyone was looking for is here from earlier. Remember when everyone was, and he's starting to shout about the small half lane, the small half lane that's not supposed to be here is here. And you just start to hear him raise warning. As you can see that there's some stirring in the courtyard. You can see the light sources from the courtyard moving around the torches carried by the guards. There's a couple people beginning to stir. I'm gonna bolt in the opposite direction of my friends. Okay. Oh, well, your friends are actually going in the correct direction. Yeah, I'm going to go away from them. I'm going to okay. put a quick hunter's mark on Starla so okay. that I know where so she when goes. You, so the only direction from here, because you're on the corner, is to the, like, if you're going immediately right, that's the direction towards the guard. Mm -hmm. The left, like, the left corner is where all your friends are going. The only other direction you can go in is back into that staircase. Yeah, we go back into the staircase. So you turn around, you want to go up or down? Uh, there seems to be more guards. Do down. I remember uh, if there were any uh, sewer grates nearby, aside from the one in the kitchen? The only one you know of right now, immediately in this moment, is the courtyard and the kitchen. But well, you know that there's a lot more guards downstairs right now because you can see the lights. And then you can I see the guess staring. I'll go up. Okay, so instinctually you're going to go upstairs? Yeah. Okay, sounds good. You begin to run upstairs. So, as this is happening, what does everybody else want to do as the guard begins to run towards Starla. I'm going to bolt into the the room, the closest room. The closest room, okay. Everyone do that, the closest open room? Because there's, it seems like all the doors here are locked shut. So as you step forward and you just grab whatever handle you can, you try to jiggle it, it's locked. I fire my crossbow behind the guards, tr hoping the noise will distract them. I try to take down a flower pot. Oh, like a hanging flower? Yeah. Okay, so you take a moment, you look over, you roll. Uh, just make it quick. I want this to be a performance check to try to uh, make it shatter in a certain way or it stirs and creates trouble. It's only a seven. 
yeah, your crossbow goes wide and takes a moment to crack. You didn't hit the pot, and you feel like it's not going to work right now as the guards are just all exiting the main courtyard. So, um, does anybody want to try to unlock this door? Does anybody have the thieves' tools? Yeah, me. <laughs> oh, no. Oops. You can tell me with what you have, but it, it might require, you might break the lock. Right. It's up to you guys. Uh, you really only on. have my talons. I have... I'm just going to try and hide in the courtyard. I have Tinker's tools. It's What's in Tinker's floor, tools? Yeah, Do I Tinker, like, lockpicks? What? Sorry. What's in Tinker's tools? Do I have, like, a lockpick to Tinker with? Tinker's tools is... Let's see. You should be able to click it, and it would open up and tell you. Tinker's tools. Special tools, including the yeah. items needed to pursue a craft or trade. Proficiency with a set of artisans' tools lets you add a proficiency uh, bonus yeah. to ability checks. So you must have chosen Let's some see. sort of tool or some sort of tinker's tools. I'm Usually, like... that's like an artisan thing, like a calligraphy or uh, things lock like picking. That. <laughs> uh, lock picking is not an artisan tool. Is really. there a like window a... on this door? Jewelry making, that's gonna be my tinker's tool. Cool. Is there anything that I have in my jewelry making kit? Are these the same people who would have captured me? You don't know. You don't remember, you didn't see their faces. Mm, right. But you take a moment and you're trying to like unlatch this thing. Just roll a sleight of hand check. 10. 10? You don't know how to lockpick this. This isn't your strength. And you take a moment as you go up to the lock and you're trying to, you can see that there is some sort of locking device on this, but you don't have the abilities to open this door. Can I try? Be my guest. Okay. I would like to try with her tiny tools. Let's see if I can Who's pick tiny this tools? lock purse. Oh, okay. Sure. Can I? Yes. Yeah, you can try. Doo -doo 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 -boop. Ooh, guess what? We're going to reroll that one. Okay, it was still 18. Okay, you take a moment. You can definitely tell that this could be unlocked, but even with that, you don't have the correct tools to make sure that the pins are moved. You just need the right set of things in order to do it, or else the pins can't all be lifted up at the same time. Huckle, step hmm? aside. Okie dokie. I throw a firebolt at the handle. Um... <laughs> <laughs> You take a moment, you cast a firebolt at it, it dissipates. You guys are in a school of magic. This is something fundamentally, the stonework here, this candle keep in general, there's a lot of protect, protective properties on it mm -hmm. to avoid these sort of um, dances between magic and entry. That's like a big thing here. Um, so you try to cast it, but it doesn't move an inch. And we've tried every handle. They're all locked. You haven't tried every handle. You just went to the door closest towards you. I'm going to run down the hall and try handles. <laughs> okay, The right. sisters together. So okay, so um, as you guys are just like running and trying to make your way through here, um, for everybody who's going to be trying to opening doors, like on the sides and like two by two, like trying to open them, um, I want this to be, because you guys are being against the clock. Starla's getting chased right now up the third floor down a hall, essentially. Like, you ran up to the third floor and you're starting to make way you down a hall um, and the guards are making their way up. Well, I'd like to, on the staircase, release my flask of oil. Okay, sounds good. So as you're walking up the stair, right around the third, you unleash the flask of oil. Um, this guy begins to chase you, knowing where you are. He's starting to call down to his friend. She went upstairs. You know, you can hear the mm -hmm. sort of dialogue. Um, the rest of you guys, I would like you to roll... Let's have this be an athletics check because you're trying as hard as you can, as quickly as you can, to open up all of these doors. Can I actually just, is there any like decorative thing here that I can hide behind or like a curtain or a tapestry? Use this, or do you need a There's a few statues 
that that you feel like you could kind of dip behind, but doesn't provide full cover. It's like um, about a foot wide, a foot long. It's about a foot by foot, and then it kind of goes up, and then the statue's above it. Well, I am, uh, where is it, naturally stealthy. Mm-hmm. So I can attempt to hide. Oh, that's only about creatures that are larger than me. Yes. That wouldn't so. count on a statue. No, and it's a very refined <laughs> statue. It's got a base, okay. but you don't think you could actually uh. get full cover behind any of these things okay. if there's a light and active searching. So I need a, just that check for um, Thir- uh, athletics. 13? 13. 14. 9. 9. Also a 9. I'm exhausted. Yeah, you guys are walking <laughs> and going up to every door as quickly as you can, as quickly as you can. The only thing that seems to be an option right now is as you're making your way down the hall and trying to open every door, there's a staircase that is on the opposite end of the hallway that goes up and down. And otherwise, you're gonna have to try a whole other row and you're running out of time. You don't know how much time you have. Do you, where do you guys wanna go? Do we hear any guards coming from those? Not in your direction. They seem to be following Starless. So as you guys took around, just like trying to open as many doors as you possibly could on the side of this hall, Starla, you ran up. You used your action to, you know, let go of that flask of oil and began to ran, uh, run up the stairs. One of the guards is chasing you, takes a moment, calls down to his friends, then runs up. He has to make a deck saving throw. <laughs> yes. Okay. He kind of slips and slides up. It. You can tell that it's hard for him to get over, but he doesn't hit the floor necessarily with the amount of oil mm. that you have. And there's a beat that he gets kind of over and st- kind of keeps his legs about him and hits the top and then shouts down, there's oil on the stairs, be careful! Um, as he begins to run up the stairs after using his full uh, action. As soon as I hear him yelling that as I'm running, I'm gonna um, untie a pouch on my belt and release ball bearings behind me. Okay. <laughs> so as you do that, you get up to the top at this point of the next staircase. There's yeah. a secondary open courtyard looking down. This floor is much more the floor of the more uh, established professors. This isn't just teachers. This is uh, some of the highest professors here, high mages. Mm-hmm. Um, not far away is the headmaster's hall. Um, Shit. So you're familiar with this place simply because you once ran from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you let go of those ball bearings down the staircase, and you're like, all right, so where do you want to I was going to do it like in the hallway on okay. the top of the staircase. Okay, sounds good. It's right at the top. Sounds good. And where do you want to run to? You have the hallway, again, splits on the mm-hmm. right-hand side is the main kind of um, uh, offices of the highest of teachers here. And then the left, um, you're not as familiar with what those rooms might be, but if you hit around to the main section, you know, on the opposite side of where you are is the headmaster's oh, room. Oh, well, then I'm going to go op- opposite of the headmaster's room. Okay, so you run down the main hallway where all the offices are. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. So you begin to just book it straight forward. All right. So as you begin to run, this is all happening. What do the rest of you guys do? I run to the end of the hall. Mm-hmm. Down or up? I'm just going to tuck into the stairs and hide for a second. All right, roll, roll to hide. Okie dokie. What do you guys want to do, the three of you? I'm going to run down the stairs. Um, I'll, I'll drizzle to find well, I, I know that Adderwald's office is upstairs if we want to go. It's actually on this floor. Somewhere. Oh, it's on this floor. Yeah, you assume. Uh, it's the main professor halls here. Right. I run down the stairs and perhaps we stop and try and listen as we hide in the um, stairwell. Okay, so all you guys roll a stealth check, please, the three of you. What you roll? Huck rolled an eight with his disadvantage. That being very stealthy. Nope. Twenty-five. He's 21. just tired. Four. 
<laughs> yeah, you guys are trying to talk. You're trying to whisper about where things are located. It's confusing. There's a lot happening. You guys tuck into a corner and try to listen, but you can't hear anything over the chatter of your your, your guys's conversation. Um, you think that you're being kind of quiet, but there's a couple moments where your your voices are getting a little too loud. Um, as you can hear a little bit of stirring or commotion not too far away from you, like guards are kind of whispering. What what was that? Do you hear that? Keep it down, Celine. So, as you guys are all talking, mm-hmm. I, I would actually like to cast sleep towards the cards. Okay. So roll five d eight. Okay. Do you need some d eights? Okay. Uh, yes, please. How many? Them. I have. There's two more. Thank you. I just need one more then. Okay. So seven plus four is eleven. Plus five is sixteen. Plus four is twenty. Plus six. Twenty six. All right. There's a moment that you cast down the spell and you hear, you think there's maybe one guard that caught you and you just hear a, like a thunk. And then like a. Good on you. And hopefully, I'm hoping that his guard friends will think he has sudden narcolepsy. Yeah. We'll be tending yeah. to him. Yeah, so you you cast successfully sleep on this guard. So, okay. and then all if there's any left, are there any leftover points? Because then they roll over to the next you creature. You no. you think that there was only one guard that was curious oh. and beginning okay. to stir in this area particularly. Okay. And his buddies are all moving in a different direction, and he has hit the floor sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, so, as you bought yourself some time, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I'd like to try to find a place to hide. Okay. Roll a perception uh, perception check quickly. 19. 19, okay. You take a moment as you're beginning to run. You catch this. There's one room to the right-hand side that you run past that is a light's on. There's somebody here. One of the main or the top professors is here and awake. And so you kind of dip beneath and you run past that. The door looks slightly ajar. You do catch that. So as you begin to run... You make your way not too far away to the left-hand turn. You don't know this this strip of hallways and what it's for either, but you catch that there does seem to be like an old kind of crevice that looks like it was for some fancy fountain, and you're able to kind of dip behind this like fountain and kind of hide there for a second as you begin to kind of dip your head low. Can I really uh, to hide? 21. 21, okay. So like stealthy, stealthy as the night, you like just sink behind this fountain. <laughs> you take a moment as you hold your breath. All right, so the rest of you guys, Starless hiding actively, um, actually, really quickly, all of the guards seem to, what you hear in a little <laughs> bit is, there's ball bearings too, boys, watch out! And they're able to kind of avoid your ball bearings. Damn it! Them. Um, one of them takes a spear, and you can kind of hear it, probably knocks them all to the side, and one fell swooped without <laughs> bing, creating bing, trouble. Bing, bing, yeah. <laughs> um, as they're beginning to clean up some of the ball bearings, you can hear the guards charging through the halls, looking for you on this main third floor. But you guys can catch that all the other guards are trying to make their way up to the third floor, passing like in the other hallways in the direction of the commotion, and are all beginning to move up to the third floor. So what do you guys I want to cast sleep on them again. <laughs> on who? The guards. Guards? Well, they're right on, there might be a couple, because right now you guys are all tucked into a hallway, right? Mm-hmm. It's about a 90-foot radius. You would just have to guess, because you don't see them. You would have to kind of guess where they might I'll be. I'll move and walk out till I can see where they are, right, trying so to, like, work like, in the shadows. All right, so you're going to, like, over to the quiet. All right, so I need to roll stealth check. Yeah. And then I need you to roll a perception check. Stealth and perception. Stealth okay. first, yeah. So stealth is 
14. Okay. Perception is just 11. 11? Okay. So you kind of tuck into this corner of where this column is, and you peer over, and you look down to try to see them and where they're running up the staircase. But the staircase is covered here. Mm -hmm. Staircase is the one section you can't see, but what you can see is two or three guards on the third floor looking around with these ball bearings, and then one of them makes eye contact with you and blows a whistle and starts to say, I found him, I found him! Um, and they're beginning to run to the, from the top hallway down to the does second floor. Sleep to work to find you. What? Does sleep work on them? What? Does sleep work on them? Yes, there's about eight guards right now that are all actively looking. Do you want to still cast sleep when you're in the corner and try to get them? So they saw us? They saw him. They saw her. me. Um, one of them saw You're her. welcome to. Only one. So there's eight guards on the third floor. Am I on the first floor? You're on the second floor. I'm on the second floor? Okay. And then there, what is the, so if this was the courtyard, this mm -hmm. rectangle here, mm -hmm. say I was here on the first floor, are they like over here on the third They're floor? They're over there. Over there on yeah, the Yeah, on the third okay. floor. So how many feet across is this? It's a pretty large courtyard. It's about, I would say about 90 feet. Okay. Maybe 100 feet. Okay. Then, let's see. I'm going to misty step here to the third floor. Okay. And then I'm going to cast um, quickened as my, or no, yeah, quickened as the bonus action. So I'll have an action and a bonus action so I can cast two sleeps. With misty step and. So misty step is a second, yeah. So I'm gonna misty step. Which is a bonus oh. action. Oh, yeah, a bonus action. And I'm then, fairly certain. Let me yeah. double check. No, you're right. Oh, okay. you're right. Yeah. So I'll Misty Step as my bonus action. Mm -hmm. And then for my action action, in closer range to them, I want to cast Sleep. Okay. And at least they'll be further from my friends down below. Okay. So you take a moment as you guys all look and her eyes meet yours. And she's like, oh, crap. You Misty Step to the third floor, not too far away from them, just within rage as they're beginning to run in your direction. Um, you take a moment and you cast out Sleep. So roll those hit points. 10 plus 12, 22. Okay. Um, you take a moment as you cast once more Sleep, hoping that you're able to get maybe one or two of them. And you see two of them fall as you cast yes. sleep. But there's still six more. As they okay. see two of their buddies fall on the six very edge. Six is more edge, manageable. At the okay. very edge, they're like, oh no, come on, she, she's casting spells, these kids, they're always out at night, oh, the trouble seekers. As they're beginning to run towards you, using their full action, their full movement. So they're not too far away from you now, they're probably about 20 feet away, right around the corner. Um, so, as this is happening, you, from the actual, like, fountain can kind of peek out and no more than about 10 feet away, you see Drusilda, like, casting out this spell on the third floor right by you. Ooh. So she's not far away from where you are right now. The three of you, what do you guys want to do? <laughs> I lean into Celine and I say, do you think it might be wise if we just get out of here? Yeah, I want to just run. Leave the building. I cannot leave my sister. Can I see her? Um, from where you guys are in the tucked, no. You just know she's above you. Because you guys are kind of almost in the same hall. So I heard her. Above you. Above me. Yeah. You saw her, and then you saw her misty step kind of in the direction of the hall, not too far away. Um, or, excuse me, no, misty step above you, because you can kind of hear her, and you know she's somewhere in that main hall above you, to the left. Does anyone want to fight with me? Oh, I don't want to kill these guards. They're no. just trying to do their duty. Like, that seems awful mean to me 
I'm going to... Can I twin spell Misty Step and take my sister away? And... Hmm. Or can I... Yeah, it's a cool idea. I kind of like the idea you can cast Misty Step on someone else. So let's let's say this is going to be the first time you try it, but we can see if it works. I like that. All right. I'm yeah. spending more <laughs> sorcery points. What did I do with my pen? Is that my pencil? Okay, so you take a moment. You focus as much of your energy as you can. You feel like you're kind of dancing and playing within the the framework of these spells, but you, there's a moment you can kind of channel the energy that you can see. You can see this thin line, uh, this kind of, this magic, this dust of magic that she used, and you know the location of where she kind of went, and you pull it back, you kind of reverse it by twinning it. You, you yourself using Misty Step to kind of move five feet ahead as she kind of gets pulled right back down from the location that she just was in. Um, you're familiar with the spell, so thankfully that helped in this situation as you're able to pull Drusilda back down <laughs> to your floor. That was stupid. It worked. It got two of them down. It was now real we only cool. have six left. Yeah. You can hear them all shouting above. Oh, they should disappear. These damn kids. Ah! You can hear all the guards just going Let's buck just wild. Right. Like. Yeah. We Let's just run to my room. Yeah. Are we, we should. Leaving we should Starla. Move away. Where a slumber party gone wrong, guys? That's our story. Well, here's the thing. I know where she is because I, I put a hunter's mark on her. So if anything happens, we can go get her. And you guys are actually familiar, not too far away from the courtroom. If you guys go down to the. Um, you know, you know this a little bit better, but if you go down from the main uh, th four kind of towers and head down, there's adjacent four towers on the other four sides, and that's where your dorms are. So in the middle of the halls on the first floor, that's the entry point for a dorm. Now, there's four different sort of steads, um, all kind of devoted to different studies of magics and arts. Um, so there's several halls you can go down into. Each house um, splits in two for different forms of magics. So it just depends on which house of magic you took. I'm a Ravenclaw. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's not what. <laughs> what do you mean, house of magic? That's not what, what I meant. I meant school, like oh. the schools of magic. So there's like evocation, illusion, necromancy, oh. enchantment, transmutation, abjuration, conjuration, and divination. So there are eight schools of okay. magic. So you guys also know if you were saying my room, it would be whatever sort of focus or study you might have taken. What? I don't know which one it's I took. It's your choice. My what? <laughs> it's your, your choice. Oh, I got the look pick at all of your on spells the spot right now. See, see yeah, which one shows spells. up the most. Oh shit! Um, I like the fiery explosive ones. Fiery explosive ones. Those are mostly yeah. evocation. Look at look okay. at what it says on the spell. See what school it is, because it should tell you on your spell list. Okay. And likely, if school. you're for for someone like you, fruit, it would just be your area, or concentration, or curiosity. So I think that. For you, it might be enchantment because the second more level evocation right up at the top. Okay. Oh, okay, great. Then I'm in the school of evocation. Yes, you Ravenclaw. are indeed. <laughs> evocation. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. I am um, evocation as well. Okay. Yeah. So I would say then the two of you guys likely studied within the parameters of the evocation. Cool. I would say fruit. There's a there's a sector that is enchantment, and what that does it provides you with special uh, abilities that where you can enchant certain things to work in your favor, and I think that could benefit you as somebody who flies mostly, enchanting certain things that you would use tools. Was the study that you had started focusing in. So, with that, do you want to try to run to the evocation building? The evocation dorm? Mm -hmm. Alright, so the rest of you guys, with Drusilda leading the way, head down to the first floor, and you begin to walk into this main foyer. Um, as you do so, you guys also know that there's what you could call um, uh, 
a school prefect, essentially. Um, one of the kids who um, is the guard in the main, of the main entrance. It's always kind of a stuffy kid, usually. Um, but as you make your way down into the main hall, hit kind of the drag that you know you're going to have time to go to just enough time. You're not wearing your, are you wearing your school garbs right now? Did you pack mm-hmm. them with you? Don't no. think you even had time, right? I wouldn't be wearing them if I did. No. So you run forward, the rest of you guys, up to the main uh, the main door, and you know the, the knock, you know the code, you knock a few times as the door kind of swings open. But the person who opened the door is the kid on guard. Um, you see this kid, he kind of just looks to you. Um, you're familiar with him. Before he can say a single word, yeah, I just he goes, he kiss like him. Opens- and then oh. dart past. <laughs> okay. Make a performance check. <laughs> Am I a good kisser? <laughs> Probably not. Well, with advantage because you're kind okay. of a, this is in character. Yeah, I like it's it. Okay. Surprise attack. Okay. Um, Surprise attack. So you said a performance? Yes. Uh, 17 plus four. Okay. There's a moment that you like kiss him and you wait for all your friends to like uh-huh. run behind you and run into like through the actual draped kind of uh, uh, curtain to get into the main hall essentially where all of the couches and the mm-hmm. fire are and the main center where everyone can kind of uh, study mm-hmm. or work um, as you're kind of kissing him and there's a moment that he kind of like ten- he's very tense but he kind of melts like like his kiss and then you let go of him and he goes that was my first kiss and I just wink at him and then I run <laughs> <laughs> Next time on the broadcast. So he's catatonic. I broke him. I'm sorry. I know they have marshmallows around here somewhere. Oh, I'm a pull a parent trap. I don't know if we are safe here. Hey, I'm Kimberly Daugherty, and I play Celine Tassar. Hi, I'm Kellen Coleman, and I play Letty Marie Ricecroft. Hi, my name is Alice Gretchen, and I play Drisilda Slendron. Hi, I'm Erica Fermina, and I'm playing... Starla Hill. Hi, my name's Rachel Seeley, and I am playing Huck Lokley. I'm Kelly Lynn D'Angelo, your dungeon master and woman of many faces, creatures, and things unknown. I'm Richard Quiner, and I produce this podcast in partnership with Wizards of the Coast. <laughs>